Hi everyone. Before we jump into a brand new episode of Opera After Dark, uh, we just wanted to take a moment to send our thoughts to all those who have been affected by Hurricanes Harvey and Irma. These storms have torn apart the lives of millions of people, and so we're hoping for a quick recovery and speedy healing for these people and their communities. In our own Opera After Dark community, our thoughts go out to the guest on today's episode, our friend Laura Strickling, who, as she mentions in today's episode, lives with her husband and child in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, her family is, in fact, safe, but their surrounding community has just been demolished by this storm. And so we're sending our, our thoughts out to her but we also thought it would be a, a nice time to ask our Opera After Dark community, if you have not already um, contributed in some way towards the relief efforts for Harvey and or Irma, uh, we want to give you a platform to do that. So please visit our Facebook page uh, for Opera After Dark, where uh, we're going to have a, a couple different places listed where you all can go and make a donation and find out about other ways that you can help. We really appreciate you guys joining us in this effort, as it really will take a, a huge collaborative effort to, to set things right after these storms have, have done their damage. So with that, thank you for joining us, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Opera After Dark. to a brand new episode of Opera After Dark. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so obviously we're in season two, so it's exciting. Very exciting. Thanks everybody for making this a possibility. Made it through Who season one. This was something people want to listen to. You got through season one! <laughs> right. Our drunk ramblings. You got through season one. You're in for a good season two, that's all we can say. Mm-hmm. But. I hope it's good. It, it'll be good, it'll be good. It'll be amazing. Um, so this episode, we thought it'd be fun to sort of look at the world of opera and classical music in general and talk about the stuff that we in particular are like super fucking jazzed about. So the idea is that if we could go anywhere in the world, you know, if someone gave us just a whole bunch of money and right. said, what, where would you like to go? What would you like to see? Then what would be our choice and why? Exactly. So that's what this episode is about. Just get everybody sort of around the world geared up for a 17-18 season. There's a lot of really incredible stuff going on. But before we talk about that, I would like to introduce you to the special guest that we have for this episode. Uh, We have soprano Laura Strickling, who is joining us today. Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm going to pour myself some Oh my gosh, that's like the worst open-ended question ever. Like a (laughs) 15-second spiel about how... 
who you are, what My you do. My name is Laura Strickling, mm. and I um, I actually live in the U.S. Virgin Islands. My husband's a lawyer. Um, we have a one-year-old baby, and um, I just happened to be in New York today, and Elspeth dragged me over to the studio because... Willingly, excuse me. <laughs> oh, willingly. <laughs> Why do you very, very willingly, because A, I like wine, and B, I like opera. So, um, but I... Um, I'm really happy to be here, and um, I think, actually, I think what the real reason she dragged me over here is that we're planning to talk about uh, an opera. Save it, I no! Won't say, I won't say it, but we're planning to talk about an opera f- for which I'm probably the only person in anyone. The only expert in the whole world about this opera, so <laughs> wait, and you're going to hear that later in the season, but we've got yes. Laura now, so she's joining us for this episode. Um, do we want to talk about the wine that we're drinking? Yes, please. All right. Well, the story behind this wine is that I walked into a wine store and was like, I need a red because Elspeth loves red. And I don't drink white, people. Yeah. And then because I knew we were going to be talking about French opera at some point today, I was like, let's look for a French red. And so we are drinking Clos La Chance. Clos La Chance. I will read the back of it. It's very specific. In the northern central coast town of Saint-Martin lies Clos Le Chance Winery, a place where old world winemaking techniques meet the technology of Silicon Valley uh, hmm. to create balanced <laughs> wines that are unique to the 150-acre estate vineyard. It has flavors of black cherries, plums, and vanilla, and it pairs well with beef tenderloin, red beans with rice, and roasted turkey smothered in gravy, which we didn't eat. We ate Mexican food. I'd like to ask where my red beans covered with rice are. So or suck it. Red beans, what? No, with rice, with. just red beans uh. with rice. We didn't eat any of that, but it's still good. So, hey, check it out. <laughs> I was promised red beans and rice. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So, getting to our topic for the episode today mm, as mm, we consume mm. Clos La Chance. Clos La Chance. The idea that if we could go anywhere, what would we want to see and why? Yeah, who wants to start? I'll start. Naomi looked at Kyle, me. Start. I'll start. Go for it, Kyle. Especially because, one, I'm probably the most basic. And, <laughs> and two... That's true. That's true. I don't yeah. want anybody to steal my ideas. Okay, so Kyle, you start. What are you Go excited ahead. about for the 17-18 okay, season? Okay, so, so there are two that I'm particularly excited about. Okay. Um, one, the one that is more interesting, or at least that I know Elspeth will find more interesting, is one that actually may have already finished by the time this episode airs. Mm-hmm. But I really, really, really wish that I could be in Santa Fe to see the revolution of Steve Jobs. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That. yeah. That's a good one. Plus, like, honestly, I, I've worked with Jared on. He's, like, the nicest person on the planet. And he's also just the most wonderful singer. So that is a really good choice. Good call, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Explain just, more as to why you, you think that's something that people should check out. Well, I feel like, obviously, the the topic, the subject matter, yeah. is something that's so new mm-hmm. and, and very relatable. Um, so I'm excited about that. Also, I've listened to just a little bit of music by Mason Bates. Oh, yeah? The, the composer of the opera. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. Like, it, it's contemporary, but it also has this rich and, for me, fulfilling sound that is still, like, a little bit romantic mm-hmm. uh, in a way. And he includes, at least from the bits of his music that I've listened to, 
he includes like some techno elements. Like there was a little bit of synth in there, cool. which I feel like obviously goes great right, yeah. with the the Steve Jobs. Well, should we listen to a little bit of that right now? I don't actually yes. know how much of the opera is released yet. Well, let me listen Surely to something, not, by, something by him. By me. Yeah, Davis. actually, yeah. I I have something by him that I would like to play. Yeah, okay. it's go not, for it. It's not from Steve Jobs. Set it but up, man. You can imagine it. Well, I mean, there's not much else to set up. Just oh God, Kyle, what is it? <laughs> Um, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. Okay, well, Kyle looks up the name of it. So I was actually reading and listening to as much on YouTube as I could find related to this opera the other day because I was trying to figure out if I should take it seriously for dissertation research or not. Right. And I found out that he really approaches the whole thing in an, like, extreme leitmotif manner. So he bases all of the characters on people that were really important in Steve Jobs' personal life. Mm -hmm. So Steve Jobs' wife has a very significant role in the opera, and then also his, like, Buddhist monk spiritual advisor, Mm -hmm. and then a couple other people. And he... The way he described it in this interview I was listening to was that every single character has a really distinct sound world that functions like leitmotif. And then the different characters, when they interact, like their sound worlds interact in really interesting ways. So he was describing how Steve Jobs, part of his sound world is like a picked acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. because he played the guitar and he was really into that. And it's kind of relaxing, but then the rhythm is supposedly really frantic to try and capture this idea of a mind that's always moving and turning Mm -hmm. and then when he interacts with his wife his wife's sound world is like strings like the ocean really relaxing and romantic and then so her sound world like slows down his sound world was how he was describing it in the interview which i think is intriguing so i think it's definitely yeah Worth seeing if you can make it to Santa Fe. Let's listen to something by Mason Bates. And what is this that we're going to listen to, Kyle? You know what? I don't know the exact name of the piece. It's listed listed on YouTube as Electronic Symphonies, and that's about as much as my internet capacities will allow me to do right now. (laughs) Okay. Well, here you go, people.
to jump on the the Royal Opera House train. I'm gonna jump on the Royal Opera House train, but you go. Okay. Ahead. Well, I don't want to steal it from you. No, I don't think you will. But you okay, might. Okay. Well, well. Much much nice. A certain someone who we adore very very much, Jonas, is singing Sing Otello. Oh yeah, you're not jumping on that. Go for He's it. He's singing Otello at the Royal Opera House this season. He is. Yeah, it's I actually think so. happening. It will be before. It will be done by the time this episode comes out. But who I was singing super Desdemona. I don't know. I do. Yeah, who is Desdemona? I would. I'm sorry. That's the only thing that matters. Sorry, I love Jonas, but it's not. It's it's Jonas. Jonas <laughs> is the only thing that matters. Jonas. Yes. So it's running from June 21st to July 15th, 2017. So sorry, everyone who missed it. That's hearing this now, but I thought, man, I want to be there. Jonas. I want to hear him. I don't like that. Album. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that though. Like, I don't like that imagine album. his like super baritone voice walking out on the when it's entrance, like Asphalt Tate. I mean, but it's kind of one. Of, it's it's, it's the the Palacido phenomenon. Like, yeah, I think it'll be great. People will love it, and he's hot, yeah. and it'll yeah, be good. It's true. I mean, if hot. you guys don't, I mean, obviously the listening audience doesn't realize this, but we are being like glowered upon by him right now. He's on our wall. <laughs> And, and so as, as, says, as they hey keep guys. mentioning him, I'm looking at him like, yes, Sup. hello, Jonas. Hello. He says, guys. I'm he's, Jonas. He's full of smolder. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything else, Naomi, that you are super jazzed about? I am. I had quite a few that I found. Um, so I have this, like, dream to attend several operas at the Komischer Opera in Berlin mm-hmm. because the Komischer Opera just does, like, wacky off-the-wall stuff. Mm-hmm. all the time and I'm kind of super into that. So, I found out that in January of 2018, they are doing a version of the Magic Flute that is apparently like the production is this absurd mixture of silent film and cartoons and possibly stop action animation. Oh yeah. That's so in like a bunch of different places. It? I think it's it's not new. It has been yeah, other places. It's like in black and white by or... Barry Kosky is the yeah, director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, is yeah. it like like film and then singers not Acting? It's like a film on a screen, the singers in, in real time reacting to the, the images yes. on the screen. It actually looks really, really cool. It looks really awesome. And so I would really love to see that. Yeah. Do you want, that. should we listen to something from Die Zauberflöte? Die Zauberflöte. Zauberflöte. Yeah. I mean, within, what's, what's your favorite part? Well, I, I guess you, <laughs> you must have sung one of the ladies, though. No, I've only no? sung Papagena. Papagena? I guess well, my favorite part would be, Papagena. oh, it's so dumb. Okay. Well, you've definitely sung. I've done Pamina. Sung Pamina, yeah. Okay, well, let's listen to Pamina, because she's amazing. We are Well, she, she or actually, everyone's going to know the Queen of the Night aria, so let's just listen to that. Yeah, okay, fine. Queen of the Night.
rage burns within my soul. <laughs> I had a friend who took her daughter to, to Magic Flute recently, her like small daughter, mm-hmm. and her daughter was like, the mother's trying to kill her child. And she like looked at her mother with this look like, is that a thing that moms do? Are you going to try to kill me? So that's what kids learn from that opera. We keep showing this opera to children like it's like, this is the family opera, Magic Flute. Mothers kill their children. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> There's that one part where Papageno is like going to commit suicide. And he's asking the audience, should I do it? Totally family friendly. 100%. <laughs> I feel like people are like, like they 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 say they they put this production on for children and they're like, ignore ninety five percent of this opera, Papageno, Papageno, and their babies, and like you get like this whole opera of like <laughs> yes. darkness and not appropriate for children. And then you get Isn't babies. You know the worst. He's the worst. He's the actual worst. He's pretty aria though. Yeah. Oh, I'm your personality <laughs> I want fucking worse. <laughs> the worst. Fucking worse. Wait, that's every opera though. Is it my turn to talk about things that I'm excited about for the yeah. 1718 yes. season? Yes. God, we're way off the rails. Two things. Yeah. The first thing, obviously, for people that have listened to previous episodes, the Metropolitan Opera is doing Cendrillon. Starring Joyce Donato and Alice Coote, and I'm super excited oh, about that because it's going to be beautiful and amazing. And I feel like I don't have anything else mm-hmm. to say about that because I've already said it. Why don't we listen to a clip of something from Sandrion? Here you go.
they, I, I will say also, yes. talking about Met things, the Met is doing that new production of Cosi Fan Tutte, which is supposedly yeah, taking place at Coney Island. A Coney Island carnival in the 1950s, so obviously we have to see that. Totally. Totes. My yeah. totes. Uh, the other thing I'm super excited about is that the Royal Opera House in London is doing a production of Janacek's from the House of the Dead. Oh! Uh, mm. Which is an amazing opera that takes place in a prison. All men, no lady folks. Come um, on, every other opera. I know, right? 20% of operas. <laughs> but Janacek, we all know, is my favorite. Um, and this is going He's to be... He's your what? My favorite? And his weird obsessive behavior with people that he's too young to be obsessing over. We all know the story of Janicek. If you don't um, listen to episode two. Yeah, so. his love of bridges. We Season get it. one, episode yeah. two. Um, do it. I super love Janicek, and From the House of the Dead is not an opera that I know very well, but the stuff I do know from it is kind of incredible. Um, let's take a listen right now to uh, a clip from The House of the Dead. happens to be in London in March from the 7th through the 24th 2018 totally check it out because it's going to be incredible Willard White is in it and God knows how Willard White is still singing because it's got to <laughs> be like 90 do you think they'll bring this production to the states at all because well seems not like this production of... but the Matt did from the House of the Dead mm. maybe about yeah four or five years ago and it was yeah. everybody missed it but apparently it was incredible I mm. saw it and oh it yeah was awesome yeah. like it was one of my favorite met experiences it's an amazing ever. opera and i knew mm. nothing about it going into it and i was just and i was sitting like way up i think on the second or top balcony like mm -hmm. from the top and i was in like the seat next to the spotlight so i was like dying the whole time of heat right. and i was just like <laughs> leaning over the balcony like oh my goodness this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was pretty awesome so yeah if you're in london check it out i would super love to just go yeah. In March, maybe we can plan an opera after dark trip. Yes. And yes. If, since we're going to go to the Royal Opera anyway, yep. I have no idea if it's actually happening at the same time. But that new Nico Mooley opera, Marnie, 
Oh, oh yeah. Yes. That is happening at the Royal Opera. No, not the Royal Opera. E&O. Mm. Yeah. E&O yeah. this season. It's That's like first. English National Opera for those of you who know. Oh. Yes, English National Opera. I would like to check that out. I've only, I've seen the movie and the movie is weird. <laughs> so the opera is guaranteed to be It's weird, weird and problematic, so we'll see how they navigate is that. Is it going to be weird mm-hmm. and problematic then? It, it might sure be. I don't be. know, because the movie is an Alfred Hitchcock film. Marnie's an Alfred Hitchcock film. Um, and it's pretty, I don't know, it's pretty sexist, and the way they deal with the title character is a little mm. upsetting. But mm. um, there's definitely what would be considered in this day and age a non-consensual, non-consensual <laughs> sexual experience. Um, so we'll see know. how uh, they deal with that. Um, but yeah. I, I'm interested to see it. Um, that is coming to the Met in future seasons. I guess we can say that. Right. Yeah, at some point. That at some is point. It is a Met. co-commission, isn't it? It is a co-commission. Yeah. It's coming to the Met with uh, Isabel Leonard. I think this production at E&O is with Sasha Cook. And I don't know the dude. Those are good singers. But in the movie version, the main character is played by um, Tippi Hendren, who was in The Birds, and the main dude is played by uh, a young pre, I think pre-James Bond? Maybe, no, post-James Bond, Sean Connery. Huh. Wow. Ah. I have never seen that. I'll have to check it out. It's upsetting. <laughs> Yay! Maybe don't see it. It's upsetting. Yay! It's upsetting. Okay, so... Sorry, I kind of derailed. No, totally fine. Totally fine. Um, Laura, as our guest, we probably should have let you go first, but we're letting no, you go no, last. No, no, it's fine. So I actually don't have, like, here's a production you should see. But I was really excited to see today that um, Lydia Yankovskaya was just announced as the new music director for the Chicago Opera Theater. Yeah. I'm from, I'm from <gasps> Chicago. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I'm from Chicago, and, like, I keep, keep track of what's going on in my hometown. And I, um, obviously, I'm a woman, and I like it when women get... Totes. Opportunities and <laughs> definitely, um, and I just think I think it'll be really interesting to see what she does there. And I don't know that she will be starting for the 2017-18 season, yeah. but um, but you know if, if we're just looking forward, that's that's kind of an item of note and and an item to to, to watch for and see what she what she does. Yeah, I feel like we've talked a lot about things that are happening outside of this country. Is there anything yes. in this country that we're all super excited about? Well, like I was actually. Thing? I, I did look around today just to try and see some of the indie opera that's happening like around New York City, mm-hmm. what their seasons are, but not a lot of them have announced what's coming up yet. So mm-hmm. Right, a lot of them are in know, the midst of right, of their season. I guess we can give a shout out. Loft Opera right now is doing um, a production of the Pergolesi Stabat Mater. Yes. Um, huh. Interposed with some Vivaldi operas, uh, Vivaldi arias, excuse me, with some dancers and things. Um, with a countertenor instead of an alto, which is bullshit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the soprano is Heather Buck, who I, I know very well. Oh, yeah. You should check out because she's the tits. Um, and then on-site opera, if you can get a ticket, I'm 100% sure that it's actually sold out at this point, um, are doing the final opera in their uh, Beaumarchais trilogy. It's the Darius Mio opera, uh, The Guilty Mother, oh, La Mere right. Coupable. Um that they're doing right now in the city and so if you can get a ticket i highly recommend you go everything they do is usually really interesting really high level uh, musicianship i know a couple of people that are in it and it's going to be an amazing evening so i think if it's not sold out you should grab a ticket while you can of course i'm saying this but this is going to air i know way after (laughs) that opera that opera is happening like right now in um all of these performances will we'll be passed. done but, but I you do should think check out on-site opera loft, and loft opera. opera 
um, to see what they're doing in yeah. the 17-18 season. They haven't announced that yet, but it's probably going yeah. to be pretty exciting. Also, Heartbeat Opera usually has yeah really interesting Good stuff that they do. Um, so you should check those out. Yeah, Beth Morrison Projects usually Morrison does Projects. a bunch of stuff right. in and around the greater New York City area. Right, the Prototype Festival they yeah. have usually in January and February. Check that out as well. And a lot of stuff going on. I think, oh, I was definitely looking at Missy Mazzoli's page to see mm-hmm. what's coming up with her, but I don't think there's much announced yet for, like, you know, right. way it's a little early. Season. Yeah, it's, it's a, a little, little early. early for that kind yeah. of stuff. But there's all kinds of really cool indie opera happening in and around the city. So, so. Yeah, if you happen to be in the New York area, I should check those companies out because yeah. they do really interesting stuff. For sure. So, yeah. I guess. Well, shit. In our, tra- shit, in our traveling. Well, shit. We're going uh, outside of the U.S. for now, I guess. But just London. Did we name anything else? <laughs> I uh, offered the Berlin. Canadian well, opera. And Canada, Berlin, Canada. Berlin, yeah. Canada. Throwing that down. <laughs> the Vienna Staatsoper. I obviously looked uh, at what their season yeah. was, and Boring. they are doing. Carl uh, Maria von Weber's Der Freischutz this oh. season. Actually, I would love to see that. I would love I would to see love. that. No, I'm sorry. I recognize that the story is ridiculous, but it's so still ridiculous. not something you can see very often. I would okay, love that's Here, it's definitely and not done very often. Yeah. So I feel like it would be a great opportunity to see something by this composer who's yeah. like so historically important, but den- generally like undervalued in I've North America. I've done Weber songs. Oh, Ooh. and that New York City Opera, New York City Opera Renaissance, whatever it's called, is doing Charles Warnin next season, oh. Charles Warnin's Broke Back Mountain. Oh, into wow, that. I didn't into know that. that. Yeah, which everybody should check out if they're in the yeah. area. I don't know when it's happening, but um, his music is difficult. But <laughs> I think the story I think the story is worth it. So you should right. check that out. <laughs> right. Uh, is it a story we know? <laughs> it's a story you all know. Can't quit you all that stuff. I can't yeah. Wait. <laughs> um, Actually, there will be given... nudity and there will probably be abdominal videos. <laughs> Speaking Bring of abdominal sex, line. sex lines, thank you very much. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. No yeah, penises yeah. allowed. No penises. Just flat <laughs> stomach, sex lines, abdominal muscles. I'm dead. I'm actually dead right now. Okay. And people think that opera is an archaic, boring art form. You ain't seen nothing yet. There's (laughs) sex lines. There's going to be be a lot of sex lines in the book that one. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. We don't even know the cast, and I guarantee it that they will be super attractive and really, really buff. Uh, Speaking speaking of super attractive... Yes, Kyle. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was trying to segue that into like, what we have a great season two of Opera After Dark. Mm-hmm. We'll talk We're about all... super attractive men and women as always, yeah. as always, and also the less attractive because they deserve attention as well. That's that nice. is yes. true. That is That's true. Nice. And also, we have a super attractive social media presence. So <laughs> follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. And check out our website for super awesome blog posts, usually written by Elspeth Davis. <laughs> so, right. They're very it's witty. You should really, you should really read. OperaAfterDark.com. Correct. <laughs> Do you like that harmony? Dot com. Com. And we're hoping to have a shop set up at some point. You can buy some swag. Hopefully, by the hopefully by the time I'm a guest and I didn't get swag. Sorry, sorry, we don't we don't have swag for you. But we have t-shirts and leggings and all kinds of things. Hopefully, by the time everyone's listening to this, we have a super awesome swag shop. Swag shop. I'm just saying, next time if I'm a guest, I expect. Sorry, Jesus. 
Thank you so much for listening, everyone, to Opera After Dark. Yay. We'll be back with you next week with a brand new episode. So stay tuned, and we will see you on the social medias. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. And thank you, Laura, Bye. for joining thank us. You. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. I don't know. What are we talking about? Well, I was... You just said, hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Oh, God, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. About, it's fine. Um... You know what I appreciate in Wonder Woman? The gratuitous full frontal almost nudity of Chris Pine. Oh, yeah. Does he have that, mm-hmm. like, that, like, line? They all do. Yeah. What is that thing called? I bet they put makeup on it know. to, like, exaggerate Oh, totally. Yeah, but what to. is that thing called? I don't know what that's called. Like, the little... Penis? I'm not even sure I like it, but it's... <laughs> you just say the penis. <laughs> no. I didn't say the penis. I said the panis. Is that what it's called? The, like, the lines leading to the penis? No, I don't know. I think the panis is when you're, like, really fat in that area. <laughs> and that's a panis. <laughs> Dead. Hashtag dead. Bloopers. <laughs> Blooper reel. Forgot right there. <laughs> the I actually find it very disarming. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable, that line. I mean, I don't feel like I wouldn't like it in real life. No. No, I wouldn't oh. want to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like really hard, you know? 
and uncomfortable and bony. Yeah. What are you What are you talking about, Elspeth? That line. The line. Like like these muscular like. like I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Sex, Kyle. You know, sex that adults have. We're all adults. I know what you're talking about. You just described it as it looks really hard and bony. It's bony. It's you not don't bony. Like slam it's in fact it. muscular. I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's not bony. It's probably not comfortable though. I don't think it would be comfortable though. I wouldn't want to. Never mind. <laughs> I would. This this is really after dark. <laughs> I would is what I'm saying. Earning our explicit rating. <laughs> With the panis. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. I Dude, I, I totally just squirted wine into my nose. You oh made no. me laugh so hard. The panis. Is that a thing? I'm looking it up. I don't think it's a thing. Don't worry. We'll link on the blog. We'll link to the Wikipedia page for panis. Panis is with an A? Panis with an A? P-A? I think so. To the... Never mind. I'm just... I've got to Panis. <laughs> You're going to find, like, Panis Angelicus or yeah, something. See, exactly. And it's also something you should just never, no, ever, that has, ever Oh, no. Google. Panis Angelicus is the first thing that came up. You're right. Yeah. You should never, ever Google something. Urban Dictionary. Oh, you're right. Urban <laughs> Dictionary says that it's a <sighs> medical term for a fat that hangs over the waistline like a separate entity. Huh. Yep. I don't Panis. want to read the sentence because it's offensive. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me Urban Dictionary. The unsightly right? bulge of fat that dangles above. Oh, it's for a late. I don't like that. Oh. This is in reference to a woman, and it's really offensive, and I don't really appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. It wasn't me. It was not me. Urban I didn't bring up the panis. <laughs> <laughs> you did bring up a panis. I guess I did. Please tell me this is but the no, what is, what is a lot? I have to know what these lines are. You never know what will end up in the blooper reel. What should I Google? Abs. Ab lines. I don't Ab know. lines? Well, because it's not abs. It's like pelvic. Right. Pelvic muscle line. Directional pelvic <laughs> contouring. <laughs> pelvic. Hold on. Muscular contouring. Line. That that's, that's a good one. <laughs> and Kyle's out. He's gone. Kyle's like, is this really happening? He's out. It's called, oh, they're called the sex lines. The no, Abdominal V nice. over which every woman lusts from the hardest areas to sculpt. The V line. Men's Fitness is telling me about this. Oh, yeah. No, there it is. Sex a picture. lines. I, I refuse. A man that's, named that. Sex. Oh, a man totally. It's Men's Fitness. A man, a man totally named that. 